Hello friends, it's so good to have you join me today. I hope you have been staying well and keeping yourself strong in the Lord. If you're new here, I want to say a warm welcome to you. My name is Rachel Ezekiel. It's great to be back after a bit of a break and with a new episode, with a new word from the Lord. It's great to be back. Now I heard the whisper very recently, do you love me more than this? Why is God asking us that question? Do you love me more than this? Now the Apostle Peter wrote this to the church. He says to know and to be established in the present truth. In 2 Peter 1 verse 12, to know and to be established in the present truth. There have been decades of us, the church, the people of God, getting to know the love of the Father. And then we got to know the grace of God, the loving mercy of our Savior, who took on our sins, the saving power of the blood of our Savior. We have stepped into that truth. We are still in that truth. We have been saved by grace, not by our might, not by our own works, not by our own righteousness. That is to do with salvation. Yes, we are still in that truth. That is to do with salvation the freest gift God has given us, our salvation, bought by grace, by the blood of Jesus. But now, but now, God is wanting us to go higher, deeper in our pursuit of Him. God is wanting us to progress. He's always wanting us to progress. The life of Christ-likeness, the journey of Christ-likeness is always transformational. We are always to shift, to move, from glory to glory. But the present truth, the right now, the truth right now, God is in the mode of rooting out what? Rooting out idolatry of different forms in our lives. Idolatry of different form in the lives of His church, the bride of Christ. God is in the correction mode. He's in the judgment mode. Yes, He's on a mission to root out all forms, root out all forms of idolatry in our lives and in the lives of His church. God is asking, is there anything that you love? Is there anything that you love more than the level, more than the degree at which you love me? The Spirit of God yearns to take over us, to shape us into the bride we are called to be. And part of that process is correction. Yes, part of that process is cause changing, cause correction. It is sanctification. After salvation, there is always going to be sanctification. Part of the process of sanctification is, yes, judgment. Yes, correction. As I know, none of us like this word. It is the truth nonetheless. And we cannot be selective about the truth of God's word. We cannot be selective about how God's kingdom works. It's His kingdom principle. We cannot be selective about that. We have to embrace all of them. And sanctification is one of them. Now is the time for cause correction, for recalibration, for recalibration. Yes, the blood of Jesus qualifies us, but there is more. There is more to the Christian life than just salvation. There is higher, deeper. There are kingdom principles to embrace, kingdom ways to work into, to, to walk into the territories. There are territories to occupy. There are nations to conquer. Now, friends, a large part of a prophet's job 
if, if we study the book of Jeremiah, it says, see, I have this day set before you, set you over the nations, over the kingdoms to root out and to pull down, to destroy and to throw down, to build and to plant. We will discover that he's calling, there are two verbs of building up, but four verbs of demolition. In this passage alone, there are two verbs of building up, but four verbs of demolition. One third of the prophet's job is to build. Yes, we will build. But two thirds of the prophet's job before we build and while we are building is to always be on the uprooting, be on the mode of tearing down as well. In Jeremiah, to uproot, to weed out, to tear down. To tear down what? Other forms of altar that we have set up in our lives, in the lives of the church. In Jeremiah 23, verse 22, it says, But if they had stood in my counsel, they would have proclaimed my words to my people and would have turned them from their evil ways and from their evil deeds. That's the NIV translation. The NLT translation says, If they had stood before me, says God, stood before me and listened to me, they would have spoken my words, God's words, and they would have, the prophets, they would have turned my people from their evil ways and deeds. Friends, as the bride of Christ entrusted with truth, the truth of God's word, with the now truth, do our words, our activities, our programs, do they bring excitement, temporary happiness, or do we want to bring lasting change? Do we bring temporary acceleration and enthusiasm? Or do we bring renewal of minds that can last longer than the programs themselves? Do we bring temporary acceleration that comes with revivals? Yes, the very word revivals. Do we bring temporary acceleration that comes with revivals? Or do we want to raise individuals, saints, saints of God, whose lives are living epistles for the unsaved world to read and to see. Now the church has the choice to stand in the counsel of God and we have to make that daily, daily consistent choice to be away from the counsel of men, even of our own reasoning. Move past that structural practices set up by men or even we ourselves, but to stand in the counsel of God, to hear from God alone. God is saying to us, He is no longer going to allow entertainment that is contaminating the purity of His church. He will not allow the demonic spirit of self-pleasing, self-promoting and self-aggrandizement to continue in His church. But for His church to have the Word of God in their mouth, God is saying to us, He's no longer going to allow His church to be a place of entertainment that is tarnishing the purity of His church. He will not allow the worship of platforms and figures to continue. He's saying to us, the church leaders, the church preachers, and the congregation that He is not into filling up buildings and convention halls, but He is, however, into filling our hearts. Let me say that again. He is not into filling up buildings and convention halls, but he is into filling our very hearts. 
Let me read a passage from Revelation 19 to you. After this, I heard what sounded like the roar of a great multitude in heaven shouting, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and power belong to our God. For true and just are his judgments. He has condemned the great prostitute who corrupted the earth by her adulteries. He has avenged on her the blood of his servants. And then again they shouted, Hallelujah! This is talking about the threefold hallelujah over Babylon's fall. Now verse 7 continues to say, Let us rejoice and be glad and give him glory, for the wedding of the Lamb has come. His bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given to her to wear. Fine linen stands for the righteous acts of God's holy people. Then the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And he added, These are the true words of God. At this, John wrote, I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, the angel said to me, Don't do that. I am a fellow servant with you and with your brothers and sisters who hold to the testimony of Jesus. But instead, worship God. For it is the spirit of prophecy who bears testimony to Jesus. In the New Living Translation, it says, For the essence of prophecy is to give a clear witness for Jesus. And the Passion Translation says, The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Now we are for loyalty, we are for staying the path. And as we follow that, the scripture also tells us to test the spirit. Test the spirit of the prophet. Test the spirit of the prophecy. Myself included, for the essence of prophecy is to give what? To give a clear testimony for Jesus. Friends, maybe, may we be a people able to say and live the words of David the psalmist, who says in Psalm 139, verse 3, he says, You discern my going out and my lying down. That's the NIV translation. In the King James, he said, you compass my path. Now, in the Hebrew word, the compass my path means zara, to scatter, to cast loosely about, as the wind does the dust, to winnow, to throw in grain when it's trashed up to the wind, to winnow, that is to winnow out all the shaft, to be sifted, and to leave out all the good grain, to save all all that is valuable. To be able to say, search me, God, search me, winnow me, compass my path, winnow me, sift me. You compass my path, my lying down and my path, literally my path and my couch, the time of my activity and the time of my rest, the time when I'm on the platform and when I'm off the platform, in my public life as well as my private life. God is acquainted with all my ways. God is acquainted with all of our ways, both in our public life and our private life. Friends, would you pray this with me? Holy Spirit, search me, sift me. Where there is competitive spirit, where there is any spirit that is not of you, God, I say, I end this childishness right now. Take away my blind spots. Remove the veils, remove the pretenses, remove religiosity, remove hypocrisy, remove any form of self-aggrandizement. 
I say no more. Holy Spirit, help me to say no more to all this. Where there is an unholy agenda, where there is any unholy agenda, where there is another agenda that is other than for the glory of your name, for the lifting up of your name, God, take it away. Take it away. Cleanse me, Holy Spirit. Search me and cleanse me and know my heart. Try and know my thoughts. Sift me. Friends, may we be a people constantly being able to ask this question of ourselves, of the question that God is now asking of us. And can I also say that as a side note, this is not what you would call a case of sour grapes. This is not it. I don't think I'm speaking as one who has no accomplishments. I worked as a doctor in my previous career. I have a previous career. Yes, some level of what the world will call it as some form of achievement, some level of attainment under my belt. So it is not downplaying success, not downplaying accomplishment of any sort, but to be able to have all this, have success, have accomplishment, and yet, despite all this, to be a people, to ask of ourselves, of the question that God is asking of us, do you love me? more than this, more than this successes, more than this accomplishment. Do you love me more than this? Do I love God more than this? Do I love God more than I love what I do? Yes, even the very good work that God is asking us to do. Do I love God more than my ministry? Do I love God more than the church I planted? Do I love God more than my career? Do I love God more than my private practice? Do I love God more than my finances, my position, my title? Do I love God more than, yes, and some may guess at this, my church? Do I love God more than my denomination? Do I love God more than my alliance to some affiliation? Do I love God more than the work? Yes, even the very good works that of my hands that I have been called to do. May we be a people that have the courage and bravery to be constantly keeping ourselves in check with the question that God is asking of us, do we love God more than this? Do you love me more than this? May we be able to take up our position as instruments for God's special purposes. May we be pure instruments, made holy, useful to the master and prepared to do any good work. Friends, I trust that you have been blessed by the word today. Now hit the subscribe button so that you don't miss out any new episode. And I'll see you in the next episode.